Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Thank you for tuning in on this cold fall Seattle morning. It's always cold out there. Groundhog Day. <laughs> Don't forget your booties because it's cold outside. I just, man, that's a classic movie. It just got me thinking. All the fall vibes got me thinking. We got to watch Groundhog Day. If you have not watched Groundhog Day with Bill Murray and what's her name? Um, and Annie McDowell. Yes. Man, I nailed it. Wow. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the cute girl with the curly hair. I don't know if it's curly. She yeah, looks like you, though. It's curly. Wait, curly. Natural curly yeah. hair. Yeah. Yes. The mom. It's Groundhog Day. That's such a good one, man. Gets me in all the like. Speaking of fall, fall days, on Sunday, we, um, the fourth Sunday, we don't have church. So we took a family walk. You and I actually took it a walk. It was just you and I. Which is my family. The family drove. The family drove. It was a Millennials. it was a windstorm. It was fantastic. It was awesome. It was an autumn windstorm, Have and the ever, leaves were dancing around yes, us. They were like swirling. Is that the word? Swirling. Yes. Swirling. Wow. Swirling around me. I was giggling. You were and literally giggling like, like a child. You were like, oh, oh. It was, was, was kind of magical. It was one of the better days I've had. You took 50,000 photos oh, and posted fantastic. them all to Instagram. <laughs> uh, wind is something to be reckoned with. Like, it just blows <laughs> your hair, your the leaves. I mean, like, the trees. It's just, wind is, you, you feel it, but you can't see it. I mean, like, it's the best thing in the world. Again, <laughs> you're saying all, like, obvious things, but yeah. But I mean, it, but true. I, no, it blows. No argument. <laughs> You feel it, but you can't see it. Uh, also true. I agree. Is it just me or like when you stand out in a windy, you know, outside on a windy day, it's just like, it's the best thing in the world. I love it. I don't, I, don't I actually, know I didn't think you liked wind. I love the wind. I love it. Yeah, I think that's changed. Yeah, that's changed. Because you're typically like, I can't stand the wind. Well, it's so cold. As yeah. long as I have a beanie on and the right jacket, it's, I'm here for it. Speaking of so cold and wind, last night, um, Vic, the sound chick, uh, our son Judah, my brother Ben, and I went to the Seahawks game because Vic and Judah got us um, birthday t- birthday gifts. So Aww. they got us. So we went to Monday Night Football last night. It was cold, it was cold and windy, but it was a ton of fun. We had a blast. We lost, of course. Dear God. But we didn't get rained on. The people that ha- had the lower seats did. It's crazy. The cheap seats, which is what we had, puts us all the way up top, but we're covered. And then the expensive seats, the people that are paying all the money, got drenched. drenched. <laughs> How you like me now? It was fun, man. <laughs> I mean, we got this motto, when you play golf, you say a bad day of golf is still a good day. I think losing uh, a loss at the ball field in person is still a win. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like we lost, and that sucked. But it was so much fun just to be out there at the game. About the hot chocolate? Oh, man. So, halftime, I go to get hot chocolates for us. I wanted coffee, but there's no such thing in the stadium. They don't have coffee. Yeah. And if they did, I'm pretty sure it would taste like sewage. You'd probably like it. Yeah. So, anyways... But they have no carriers. So I saw hot chocolate. And the reason I saw it, Vic, is they had just put the new hot chocolate thing in. So I was like, it's fresh. It's hot. So I got it. I'm like four. I was really like, we were the first cups out of this new hot chocolate bin. And so anyways, I have to carry them all. And I, it's a, it's, it is a precarious situation carrying these four cups. And they're hot. And they're scalding my hands. And I walked all, I had to walk all the way around like the, you know, the perimeter. And then I get to the stairs. And I had pretty much made it. I just got to hike up. I don't know, 50,000 flights of stairs. But I'm like, I'll just take my time. No wonder your hip is out today. Jen. No, no joke. He woke up this morning going, <laughs> My hip's not out. I didn't sleep well. He's like, my hip's out, babe. You could chill. No, your hip is out like an old my man. My hip is not out. I'm not an old man. I'm walking <laughs> That's fine. That's why your hip is out. You were walking 
too many stairs. <laughs> or something? Oh man! <laughs> no, this what is, are you talking about, Big the Sound Chick? You're going to the chiropractor today. <laughs> yeah, she's like walking sideways. Gender? Like, were you? No, she came. Yeah. She came in this morning, like you, walking sideways, she's literally. Been sideways. <laughs> she's bent. Do you guys? I feel, I feel like you are attacking. Yeah. You guys are getting old. Uh, anyways, Jen, I, I I take the first step and I trip. Oh gosh! Four <laughs> cups of hot chocolate, scalding hot. And I go to fall, and I, I'm like, oh, God. And I'm thinking in my mind, this cannot happen. Like, I cannot. I've already come so far. So then I catch myself and trip again. What? And I'm going down. I am going down. It, it's My life is, like, flashing before my eyes. And I Self-destruct. throw my shoulder into the wall to brace myself, and it stops. And I literally feel like an angel stopped me. And I'm like, and there's just it just spilled a little bit, like, on my hands. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And everyone around me starts to clap. They're like, that was the best play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. So I made it. I made it to the top. It was Maybe a miracle. I'm proud of you. Anyways. But, but you suffered with a with a hip injury from it because you told me you didn't sleep all night because your hip's out. I did not say that. <laughs> you did. You did, babe. You gave me the best morning kiss you ever. You are not supposed to share and these I things said, live. And I said, how did you sleep? You go, not so well. I'm like, why? You go, because my hip's out. Well, you snore, with, <laughs> you snore when you sleep. <laughs> no, I don't. And your mouth hangs wide open. <laughs> I can just smell your breath in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like a middle school boy. I would be hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're literally like a middle school kid. <laughs> you farted in the bed last night. <laughs> you didn't even know it. No, that was you, my friend. <laughs> no, you didn't even know it. I knew. <laughs> and tonight I'm i I'm straight Dutch oven in you. <laughs> Ew. Oh, that is the old terminology. That's Marriage, the, what a beautiful thing. I bet you kids these days don't even know what Dutch oven means. Right, Do you know not, what Dutch oven means? That's not explicit. Serenity? If she watched Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's when two people get all nice and cozy in the covers and they tuck them all around themselves and one of those two people lets it rip. <laughs> That's what we like to call. And it doesn't let them out. Yeah, it keeps you've, the air in there. You've done that so many times to me, like just just to be funny. Like, and, and he would hold the blanket tight, and I'd be like, "What? Dying? Literally dying?" That's happened. Oh man. Oh my god. I won't say what you've done. Anyways. Are we the only couples that do these kind of things to each yeah. other? Yeah. Perhaps. Are we unique like that? Like some couples I meet, they don't even like pass gas around each other. Like yeah. they don't. They don't. They don't float. <laughs> my da- like my mom and dad used to call having air. Having air. They don't have <laughs> air. <laughs> Excuse me, I had air. That like, is so weird. Don't we always have air? I never <laughs> dead ever. Oh, I ever. did. Yeah, the one time I heard him, Jen made fun of him, and he was—he's like, "We don't laugh about those kind of things in this house." And she's like, "I do." When a grown man <laughs> and he is cracked a wry smile on the carpet watching football and farts in goes, front of you, Brrr. what do you do? And Jen goes, "Oh my goodness, Tom, did you just fart?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh snap!" And he's like. Um, we don't laugh about those kind of things in this house. And he she goes, goes this, that is not a laughing matter. And she goes, I think it is. I go, I think <laughs> he it loved is. you. He kind of smiled. I was like, eh, Oh gosh, how can you not laugh? I mean, dude, you got it coming to you. If you're going to drop a deuce right in the family room. <laughs> <laughs> how did we get on this topic? You did it. You started making fun of my hip. hip was out. And I turned into a middle school boy <laughs> and started making fun of you. Hey, this has been an epic movie week for Lil Ren. And, and this transition is just great. No, I was just thinking about it because Lil Ren said in the studio, we watched, last night we watched The Matrix. She has to, so it's homework for her. You're in a what? A film class? She's in a film class. And so she has to watch certain movies and like make comments. And she takes like, she 
it's kind of like doing book reports with movie reports. So I'm thinking oh. like, where was this class when I was in school? Seriously. How is, how does this, how was this, man, what a brilliant thing. So anyways, we watched the matrix. If on a scale, if, if you, A, B, C, D, well, F. Yeah. What would, what would you give the matrix? Um, in my app letterbox, you can do, you can do <coughs> one to five and like five for me is like one of my favorites. I gave it four. Oh, yeah, because Matrix, and it was groundbreaking, and I was explaining this to her. I kept yeah. pausing and giving her the history of the Matrix. Okay, then we also watched one that I think she probably gave you a five. two movies while your hip was out? <laughs> My hip's not out, and no, no this was two. over the weekend. Oh, yeah, I did watch two yesterday. Um, what's the other one you watched that you loved? Titanic. That one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, you gave that a five? Mm-hmm. Titanic. Oh, it's, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet. Jack, I'll never let go. And then I'm like, but you did. <laughs> like, as he's literally floating to the bottom of the seashore. She's like, I'll never let go, you know, Jack. The, the you end, did let they, go, Kate. They he's find, dead. They find a piece of wood. I liked the ending. The ending made it all, like, it was a door. It was a door, and she gets on, and then he tries to get on, and he falls off he in the falls beginning. Once. They, tried, yeah, they, they tried, tried once, but don't There's you think so they There's so much both room could, on that door. Yes. <laughs> they could have cuddled up and There's just. so many memes about that. Yeah. Oh, man. He didn't have to die, people. Yeah. But the irony of that movie, which is a great movie, but it's fun to make fun of this one part. She's like, I'll never let go, Jock. No, no, but you was, did let go. That was later on when yeah. he had already died and then she saw the boat coming by <laughs> and she remembered like that she made the promise. That she the would promise sur- that she broke? That she would survive, Billy. <laughs> the promise. Then the say promise. I'll, I will survive, but don't say I'll never let go as you literally let go. She had to make a choice. Either right. hold on to um, death or learn to survive. This blessed my heart. I did not watch this with her because I refused to. I've seen it once, and that's about all I can handle. She watched, Lil Ren watched The Notebook, and she was like, oh she's like trash. So I, I love The Notebook. <laughs> of course you do, and I love that you love The Notebook. I love every romantic comedy. I did not yeah, like The Notebook. It was so messy, like and like so drama. Like, so like, much drama. And like for what? Like they were just so like, You just liked it because they died together. Yeah, and that's horribly. what you want to do with Billy. Yeah. Like they still died horribly. Yeah. No, that w- she forgot everything. <laughs> like she had Alzheimer's, and then he died tragically, like of like a heart attack. Thank you so much for not saying Alzheimer's. Yeah. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. It was really bad. Alzheimer's. Like. Mm. Well, it's a great movie. But I do like. Uh, is it though? Well, it is. It's fantastic. Anyways, it's been- Yes, Notebook gets a two, Titanic gets a five, Matrix gets a four. What's another movie that you need to watch? I'd like to help you with your homework. Um, Have you watched, do you have to watch um, The Natural? No, it's not. Um, it's a baseball movie. Do you have to watch Field of Dreams? Yeah, well, yes, but I've already seen that. Yes. If you build it, they will come. That's such a That's fantastic movie. That's a great movie. movie. It's got all the feels. All the feels. All the nostalgic feels. Also a little creepy. Um, yeah, I mean, ghosts in the outfield, for sure. I mean, that's creepy. He hears oh. things. He hears voices. He hears voices, yeah. He's kind of whack. But it, it draws him to build a, f- a um, baseball field. Yeah, and that was back. That movie was made back when baseball was America's pastime. Oh, Ameri- we watched Seven. Oh, yeah, Seven with Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, Kevin Spacey. That's, that's, that's a dark I movie. I can't really recommend that. That's kind of a dark movie. Nowadays, though. Yeah, it's not as dark as given nowadays. stuff nowadays. I mean, if you've watched Squid Games... It's not as dark as that. <laughs> True. Anyways, the great line of seven what is, we what's get, in the books? What are we getting into this morning, my love? No, I think we're into it. Are we? 
Um, yeah, okay, I, I have something I want to talk about. Do you want about. to talk about something, yeah, love? Okay, well, I yeah. Miss, I miss our friend uh, Grace from, from wherever, wherever she accent? is. She's in Australia. Myra. Moira from, okay, Myra. this isn't a curse word, this is a TV show. It's called Shits Creek, S-C-H-I-T-T-S. And uh, please don't give me the E-mark It's the worst world. show ever. Oh, God, I love it. But the, the mom, Moira. I don't like you it. You sound like Moira. She has an unintelligible accent. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, you do sound like her. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're trying. Yeah, you don't like it because you don't get that kind of humor. It's no. It's hilarious. They're all narcissists. That's my favorite. No, David. So yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, they're all narcissists. I, don't. I bet, again, I can't recommend it. <laughs> so many movies that we watch and shows, I'm like, so amazing. I can't recommend that. <laughs> um, okay, we had a bit of a, a moment this weekend with our little, what are you doing? I like your you like my hand thing. Mm-hmm. Um, our little Wait, love. Really quick, how's your hip? <laughs> <laughs> Can someone mute her mic? Wait, she doesn't have a mic. Can someone escort her out of the room? Um, our little Ren Ren. Yeah, as everyone knows, she's got. Um, she has. She has a, a VP shunt, and she's had it since birth. She was diagnosed with hydrocephalus as a little baby, and it was a miracle. And we've told that story, I think, multiple times on the podcast. It's the it's the inspiration behind the company that we started, Sweet Serenity, and she'll be a millionaire one day because she'll get the royalties. And anyways, anyways, <laughs> so sometimes this this shunt that it runs, it, you don't see it, but it's inside her head and it drains into her stomach. Um, it can have problems, and that can be serious. And there's certain there's certain like. Um, Warning signs that you can tell. Symptoms. And we, we've, I mean, we're in 17, so we've kind of dealt with this most of our life. She's been super healthy. We've been very blessed and only, there's never been really any issues just early on when she was a little baby and it all got worked out. And so, and she has no residuals. She's brilliant and genius. Obviously, she gave Titanic a five and Matrix a four and the notebook a two. So she's clearly brilliant. <laughs> um, but, <clears throat> um, so, but she's been having headaches and different things. And so we had a moment where like, we need to go in, something's wrong with the shot. And so potentially because yeah. all of the symptoms were pointing and they've been direction. lasting for about a month. And yeah. so you, you guys were only one of us could go, but you went into the hospital with her yesterday and had to get CT scans and all this stuff. And I remember just yesterday, like, you know, it, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. And she got a great report. Everything's good. They explained Please the headaches. Lord. It has nothing to do with the shunt. Thank God. Everything's wonderful. But I knew in my heart it would be good. But there was still this moment for like three hours. I'm texting you every 20 minutes. And I asked you when you left. I'm like, babe, please, please just send I me did, regular I updates. Did you, you did not love. I'm like, I did. I'm like, please send me regular updates so I don't have to text you and text you. Well, and text a lot of you. times I would send something and it wouldn't send because okay, of the yeah. the. Because I literally was service. texting you every thirty minutes, like, just what is happening? Well, I told you we were waiting in the waiting room. Now she get a CT scan. I know. I was good, my love. Uh, you were. You got a C plus on that because oh. I had to keep initiating. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? Anyways, all good news, and it reminded me. It just reminded me in that moment, you know, I mean, just the weight that lifted when we realized that Seren's good. It's amazing. It's amazing when people you love in your world, what matters today when something goes wrong with people we love, how much it just doesn't matter anymore. Like I was thinking to this Everything morning, else. Like all the plans we have for yeah. this week, all the big things that we need to do, all the very important the things meetings. that I need to take care of, all the financial things, all the business things, all the church things, all the relational things, all the appointments we have. Had, had yesterday, the report come back that, hey, there's an issue, we're gonna have to do surgery. All of those things that mm-hmm. were so pending yesterday would mean nothing, nothing today. Cancel it, cancel it, cancel it, I don't care. But what, it doesn't matter anymore. It's amazing how things don't matter. Right, when it comes to people in our world, it's how quickly it can change. 
If something goes wrong with the people in our world, if you get a call today, so-and-so was in an accident. It's amazing how what right now is so important to us. What like I cannot be changed. No, I have to keep the schedule. You don't understand my job, the, the promotion, um, the thing, the commitment. It's amazing how in a second, none of that yeah. matters at all. It matters at all. It doesn't matter. It matters so little that you don't even care to cancel it or communicate. You just have to go because now what matters the most mm-hmm. is in danger, right? And I, I was talking about this last this last weekend in our in our church community, one sixteen church. I I started a sermon, and I precursored it with an overstatement, which I'm I'm notorious for doing. But I I made a statement, and now it's been about twelve days since I preached that, and I stand by the statement. I said. This is this may be the most important sermon that I ever preach in this community, which is saying a lot. I've been preaching for 25 years. I can't count how many thousands of sermons I've spoken and how many thousands of more I will speak. I'm only 45 um, as a pastor. And I, I said it's the most, and, and it was simply this premise. Mm-hmm. People matter more than purpose. People matter more than purpose. And... Um, after 12 days, it registers so true with me. And I would think, you know, we've learned a lot over our years. And uh, if you've listened to the podcast over the last three years, we've talked about so many different so life many principles things, right? and things. And so many highs, think, so many lows. And I love it. Yeah. And there's, we talk about everything under the sun, essentially. But I think this is the most important revelation, realization that I've always known. And I thank God we've kind of, I've kind of, we have kind of lived our lives in this way. Um, certain seasons you kind of get off track, but for the most part, if I were to look at our lives over the last, you know, well, 20 something years together and 40 years, like I think this principle has been true, but it's never been more true for me in these days of that the people that are in our path. And I believe, cause I'm a, I'm a pastor and person of faith that God puts those people in our path. Absolutely. Not everyone's in our path, but there are people in our path, um, that they matter more than anything we could ever do. And if you don't believe me, just kind of have the moment we had yesterday. And we've had a bunch of those moments in life where it's like you get a call, so-and-so's not well, this just happened. And it's everything that was so important. Right. All the timelines that were so, it's like cancel it, cancel it. Um, You know, I think about like my sons and, you know, I love to catch breakfast with them. And if you were to ask me today, like, you know, uh, you know, would you cancel a business meeting to catch breakfast with your son? Like the truth of it is, maybe in some normal days, like when we're just doing life, like, no, oh, we'll catch it tomorrow. But then the thought has been, what if you don't have tomorrow? What if that's it? Then I mean, that business meeting means absolutely right. nothing. You could always catch a business meeting. Reschedule that junk. But the people in our world, valuing them, not taking them for granted. And I think, you know, if we're not careful in life, we're not intentional, we can take what's most important for granted. Mm-hmm. Um sort of my opening comments, babe. Do you, do you, we talked about this a little bit this morning. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I think it's perspective. I think, I think for me every day I have to kind of realign my focus again. Cause I think, I think it can take 24 hours where I, I, I get, get it confused. And what I mean by that is like, I, I think, you know, my goals or getting up and doing all the grind or the work is most important today. And then it's like, no, actually that is important. But actually right now breakfast for 30 minutes with my family and not rushing through that moment is actually 
the most important thing right now. I mean, it, it, for me, it just every single day, I feel like I have to kind of readjust that people matter more than what I want to go after, what I'm doing, yeah. even just how important <clears throat> the day may feel because you've got so much going on with work or with the, with the business. And, and I just think even Sunday when you shared, you know, which was 12 days ago, was so good because it brought back for me personally that it's the little things in life that really at the end of the day that when I when I lay on my deathbed I'm not going to be thinking about all the millions or thousands I made I'm going to be thinking about the people I want the people in my world around me right I mean that's what matters the most when I was sick in the hospital what I remember is the people who brought you know, food to the, my family, you know, mm-hmm. and people who visited. Those are the people in your path. People who left, you know, really encouraging cards and people who came in and prayed for me. Like, I remember that stuff. I don't remember, you know, all the things I was going after before that. It's just, it's crazy how sickness or sudden death of a loved one changes the way we, we live life sometimes. Yeah, and I think, you know, you could be listening and be like, dude, this is kind of a morbid thought. <laughs> and I'd be like, is it morbid or is it monumental? Yeah. I think it's a monumental thought that should absolutely dictate every day of our lives. Could it be that the most important things in life are right in front of you? They're already yours. And it's not what you own. It's not the houses and the cars or the job that you've acquired or the good things that you're doing or the great things that you're doing. Could it be that it is the people that are in your path? I think the answer is often just realizing what you already have right in front of you. So many times we're like, man, I wish I had this. And it's like, what do you have right in front of you? And you know, I think this gets real. Um, I was talking to someone the other day about th- this kind of subject and they were talking about people that that were in their path but are no longer in their path and the pain of losing friends. Either people die, pass away, which is so painful, or they choose to leave and there's a breach in relationship or there's betrayal or there's hurt like that. And you know, they're talking about like that pain. And I would just, I would say, I don't know that there's a, a greater pain on this planet than the pain of that comes from people. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, like it's it's that it's I that agree. like you thought they were your closest friends, and then then they 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 turn on you, or they you tried to help them, and then they hurt you. Or she said, "Till death do us part." And that wasn't true, right? You know, like it's like it's that pain that mm-hmm. just, or it's like I'll always be there. Your dad said, and then he died at fifty three, and he wasn't there, you know. And you, you have to start, like you, you start to deal with that pain. And I remember him saying, "Like, so what do you? How do we overcome that? If it's the most important thing, then how do?" I, and I, I don't know. Maybe it was just a moment. But I was like, "Okay, yeah, that pain is so real, like so, so real." And we've talked about that a lot on this podcast. But who's still in the room? That's my question. But who's still there? Because that, in fact, yes. I think it's the people that are still in the room, that are still on our path, that help us actually walk through those valleys of the shadows mm-hmm. of death, those those losses and those pains. Like, who's still there? And people are like, yeah, 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 there, yeah. Like, but I like, no, like maybe the most important thing is right in front of you. Okay, have you ever been at a party? Okay, all everyone can relate to this. You're at a party, there's a bunch of people, and you're having a conversation with a schnuz. And a schnuz is my kind of um, derogatory <laughs> term for a person who's like, they're talking to you, but they have not given you their undivided attention. What they're doing is they're kind of like looking over your shoulder. Who's more important? Right, and they're waiting for like another person to come available, or they're seeing who's going to walk through the door, because like they don't want to be all by themselves, not having a conversation, but they also want to have a more important conversation, or talk with somebody that's more important, right? Have you ever so- experienced? 
experience this, it's the most annoying thing. And you just, you know, it's happening. And so what they're doing, they're looking beyond, they're like not looking at your eyes. They're like nodding. They're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. And then the moment a better opportunity comes up, like, Hey man, so good. Talk to you. So good. Talk. And they're off. Like, so they're like, they're like halfway appreciating your conversation. I feel like sometimes we do that in life. Like we're constantly looking over the shoulder of what's right in front of us. And we're looking for the better or that person. And I almost like, some of you are driving your car right now, listening to podcasts, or you're sitting in your cubicle or you're chilling at home and you're, and you're listening. And I just want to say like, open your eyes to what's right in, in front, front of, of you. you. You're like, I'm looking for this. And, I, and maybe mm-hmm. the most important, valuable thing is right in front of you. The most valuable person who you've just discredited. And it's like, oh, no, 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 yeah, they'll always be there. Will they? Will they? Because ask yourself, what if they're not tomorrow? Would it change the way you value them today? I just, it is one of the most important things. I'm going to spend the rest of my life. I'm not, I'm not so interested in going for great things. Of course we're going to go, and of course we're going to do, right? Like, I think of you and I, we are those people. We are goers and doers and innovators. I mean, our life has been that. So I place a high value on that, in fact. And we've done a ton of podcasts on this, on this, on this show of, you know, like just do something already. Like, I mean, we like that is so kind of our anthem. But at the end of the day, it's not what's most important. What we do, what we accomplish, take all your big plans and break them. If it if it means you have to devalue or not sacrifice. appreciate yeah sacrifice, sacrifice yeah. what you have right in front of you right it's like the you know the, the saying is the grass is greener on the you know other side which we all know that that's not true but the crazy thing is is we we kind of don't believe we we live like it is oh well, it's greener it's better it's better it's like no just water right where you're at like you know the typical marriage quote is just water what you have and let it grow and that and that is but see that is the truth like it's like I have you and maybe I don't like you. I got you, babe. You know, maybe we're frustrated (laughs) or maybe we have marital issues or all the things. But it's like amazing when I just take time and attention to adjust myself and put some time and value into our marriage, how that could just change overnight, literally Mm -hmm. overnight. And even the relationships we have. And I think it's a slippery slope if we're not intentional where life becomes less about valuing the people on our path and more about using people to accomplish our big goals. Um, it's less about valuing and appreciating who's with us. Mm-hmm. And it's more about using people or teaming up with people would be like, oh, we're, we're teaming up to accomplish big goals. Um, it, I think it can be both. I actually, we've lived that. I want to continue to live that. If you had to choose, then choose people. Mm-hmm. Choose the people on your path. And can I just say this real quick side note? Um, you don't have to be close friends with everyone you meet (laughs) like permission to not have to like this this kind of like cultural shaming that happens where it's like anyone in your world like you have to be so close with everyone you meet and you have to open up your world to everybody you meet that is first of all are you god last time i checked that's the almighty's job is to be close to everyone he's close to go to everybody i can't it's like come on be best friends with everyone i meet it's just not and you can't go to can i just say you can't go to everyone's birthday you can't (laughs) like you can't you can't like it's it's so real just but value and appreciate the people that are in your path 
And some of us, our paths in different seasons, some of our paths are much bigger. I know people that have hundreds of people in their paths. Literally, they have the capacity just to be close with so many people. And then some of us in different seasons are like solid three, three-person capacity. One of those being our spouse, right? Like, it's like, that's all I have. I can only handle three people right now. Fine. Like, there's a, there's a moments and seasons, permission to not have to be besties with the whole world. You don't have to help everyone in, in, in the world. Just who's in your path? That's my question. Who's in your path? And maybe value the time you have with them over teaming up with them to accomplish all the great things. Yeah, that's so um, right. So good. What are we chasing after anyways? What's so important that it's it's more important than the people that we have in our lives? Um, what are you chasing? Are you chasing success or fortune or fame or, uh, quotations, greatness? Uh if you catch it, what then? You won't be able to keep it. You know that, right? Like you, you can't hold on to it. It, it won't be enough. Mm-hmm. If you catch all that you're going for tomorrow, it won't be enough the next day. Like you're going to need more. Like what is most important? I think, you know, speaking as a pastor, some God, sometimes God answers our prayers by showing us what we already have. And I have felt over the last few months, and I've always kind of known this, but I feel I've prayed a lot of prayers in my life. Um, especially in the seasons that we've been in, um, you know, recently. And I feel like God maybe answered a a lifelong prayer with this revelation a few months ago. And now I'm getting super deep and, you know, whatever, but like of like showing me what's what I already have, like who's already in my path. Like, hey, by the way, you're welcome. Like almost like, you know, like a divine, like you're welcome, by the way. And Mm -hmm. I was like, thank you. In fact, like, what is it that we're, what is it that I was going for? Like, and I'm, I'm not, this isn't like permission to be lazy and not have dreams and ambitions and goals, right? right. Like, but it asked me today, if, if my son Judah calls me, I was like, dad, I want to catch breakfast. And I got a business meeting. Can I just tell you, can I just tell you my inclination today? And I hope for the rest of my life, we'll be like, reschedule the business meeting. Let's get breakfast, man. It's just most important to me. I can do all those other things. We can't do both, right? Don't you believe that, babe? I believe 100%. It doesn't have to be either or. It can be both and. I, I agree. And maybe because we're maybe getting older, we're in our 40s now, that that revelation means more than, uh, that revelation is so big big to us. I I think personally, just even even recently, you we went on a little getaway together and you, we were walking along the river. It was just beautiful, beautiful scenery. And you kind of leaned over and said, like, this is what matters right here the most. Like, you kind of stopped. And yeah. you were like, you know. Oh, yeah. Had, I've, been ha- mo- I've been having moments, for you had sure, a moment. and, at but, 45. But it was so significant because it was like you were putting, again, in perspective for us. Like, like this is what matters. Like, time together, our family, like, all. And, and God's going to do great things in, in everyone's life. God's going to do great things in your life. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember what you have right now is what matters the most. And even if you don't have everything you want, maybe you're not married, maybe you haven't had a child yet and you've been trying. I think when we can find a place of contentment with a sense of destiny still in our heart, it's like it just shifts how we live. I feel like it's almost like the miraculous then begins to happen, if I can say it that way. Mm -hmm. It's like something shifts in the way we think, we live, and we act. And I, and I think people are drawn to us when we live that way. I think there's something about that kind of ease and confidence and spirit about us that when we can live in that space of like contentment and like valuing what is right in front of us, it changes even our, our 
our world and our influence and the sense of, of our surrounding. Yeah. If I can, it's like, it's kind of the unspokable, untangible things in yeah. some ways. And when you were saying that to me, I was just like, it was so much more than just a comment. It felt like, no, this is, this is a moment. This God has done something. And can I say this to everyone who's listening? Please take a moment to have a moment, honestly, and all of your doing and all just take a moment to have a moment. And I know I'm 45 and little Ren's like, that's dad talk and I'll own it. But I just think we need to have mm-hmm. a moment. Like, you know what? This is important. And this is what's most important. I'm reminded, um, sitting in a room with a group of high level executives and they were talking about, and we were, t- this was years ago, and we were all talking about the great things. And I put great in quotations, the great things that we were going to do and the great things that we were doing and the great things that we still wanted to do as an organization. And we kind of started going around and there was a, there was a high level business coach in the room and he had asked us, what were we willing to sacrifice to accomplish this list of great things? And so different execs were going around explaining what they would be willing to sacrifice. I was a part of this too. And at one point, one of the executives said they were willing to sacrifice their reputation with people, even people they love. And with tears in their eyes, I'll never forget this moment because it was a defining moment for me. Um, they said we would sacrifice even current friendships if that's what it would take. I'll never forget it because I remember there was tears and there was this moment of like, we're willing to do this. And it came to me. And I just emphatically said, I am not. And it, the whole room stopped and the moment was over that we, that we were, I guess, so-called having. And I was like, I'm not. I'm actually not. And I could see, I, I like took the air out of the room. And I said, I just fundamentally believe we can have both and. And if we can't, then I'm not willing to do that. And my time on that organization would end shortly after that, and for good reason. Um, here's my question. What if we can have both? I don't care how great what you're going for. I don't care how noble it is. I don't care how awesome it is or how helpful it is. Like, do those things. Do them. But you can have both. And I am just fundamentally persuaded Mm -hmm. at 45 years of age that people will always matter more than purpose. I'm not saying don't have purpose. I'm not saying that. But please hear me. If you have to choose, on the day you have to choose, Mm -hmm. some days you don't have to. Some days it's just both. Some days you can just do it and I'll go hard and we'll have a week, we'll go hard. But if I'm forced to choose, I'm just going to choose the people. And not all people. Some people walk away. They're no longer in your path. There's sometimes you can't do anything about that. But the people that are in your path, the people that are in your mm-hmm. world, choose them. Because it is at the end of the day. If you got a call tomorrow, everything that matters to you right now would not matter. I'm just thinking of the people in history who have done great things. They're, they're remembered because of the people in their path. They cared and took notice <clears throat> and did whatever it took to care and take care of the people in in their path. I think Martin Luther King, I think Mother Teresa, there's, you know, each one of those individuals had different grace and gifts. Oh, in, yeah, and they had an enormous amount of people in their path. Enormous amount like, of people Like, I don't in their have path. the grace that Mother Teresa had. Sure, I that's what I'm saying, yeah. but, the, but the unique grace on each of those people, those people's lives, they they focused on people, people that, that mattered, 
the people that meant the most to them and beyond. And I think that is where I think life matter counts the most is when we, like you said, love the people in our path. And I think, and I I'm, do think that brings also, it brings a sense of, it will bring success. It will bring influence. It will bring, I love being around people who think of other people more than themselves. Like I, I'm, I'm so attracted to people who have those personalities, right. That, that are, are more about like the people around them than them, themselves. And we it's all a, are a, totally, we are all are. And in fact, you'll find the most fulfillment in that. Can but I can't say this. Like, I think sometimes there's this connection. Like we talk about the mother Teresa's and these great men and women that served the masses, like selflessly gave their lives. And I, and there can be some like low level guilt that we all feel because we're nowhere near that. And so you feel like I need to go out on the mission field and I need to go out and serve the disenfranchised. I need to do all these things. I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying what you can do, mm-hmm. which was just as good as what Mother Teresa did and the Martin Luther King Juniors of this world, is whoever's in your world now, be there for them, for them. Mm-hmm. Do that. That's your world. That's your Mother Teresa moment. Do that. But the point is this, though. Mother Teresa just didn't show up one day and, and impact the world. She started with the people mm-hmm. that were probably in her hometown. Like, she didn't start traveling the world. I know, but I don't 80. want you, babe. I don't want you. I don't want you. This is what we do in life. We're making this thing like the goal is to be the Mother Teresa. It's not. No, it's not. I'm not th- saying That woman had such a grace and a call That's on her exactly life. And so right. I just but think like. That's the point. Like, if you, you do what your grace to do. There'll be such a fulfillment. There'll be such a grace right, in life, right? And and that can play out in levels and ways. You may no one may never know your name, but the people in your world do. You like, may you never may serve the orphans in a foreign right. country, but you could catch coffee with that person totally. who you work with, who God has put in your path, and you're developing a friendship, and you're going to speak into their life. And there's going to be a moment where they have a breakup, and they're considering committing suicide, and you're there. That's right. And you talk to them, and you hug them, and they're amen like there it is and they'll do the same for you and that's why it's the most important thing uh, all, there's a lot of important things in life yeah. but this this yep the people that god's put in our path it's the most important thing i mean other than god i mean i'm assuming that you know god like without god then you don't you know that's first and foremost i think we get that and that enables us to love people and be there for people but totally anyways probably a bunch of overstatements in this podcast but i felt it i felt it uh last sunday i feel it still today and i hope I hope that we can that we can take a moment to have a moment more. And I plan on doing that. I'm forty five. I got a lot of life to live. We got I think I probably got forty five more years to go. I don't really want to live to ninety, but I'm pretty sure that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, we are. So I gotta make the most of every moment I have yes. with the people that are on my path. I'm gonna value them, I'm gonna appreciate them, I'm gonna love them. I'm gonna start start with you. A little loving after this Ray podcast. Capone. A little love Capone, because he's in uh, your path. He's not a person. And so therefore he is a meal Capone. when necessary. <laughs> Loves you. Anyways, cheers. Cheers, my love. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Cheers.